Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast. Here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge. Ayo! Ayo! Welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. I'm your host, Michelle Majuk, researcher for the NFL Network, and I'm joined by Kate Majuk, content manager with DraftKings Nation, and Jake Trowbridge, contributor for Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. We are one week away from the season starting. In about 10 days, we have a bomb-ass Thursday night game. Like It's just like instant fantasy goodness and I guess we're not getting into week one yet but before that we're going to do a mock draft because we're all drafting right now we want to draft with you do a little mock draft I'm sure you have something coming up this next weekend and we'll help you with strategies and players we like I mean you've heard most of it by now but it should be a fun show a great show and a very infotaining show if I may say so myself that's a phrase that's a real thing Congratulations on your uh, new career as a wordsmith. (laughs) That's fantastic for you. I'm very excited to see what's next. Um, I'm very excited and we're going to do this mock draft and hopefully you haven't had all of your fantasy drafts yet and we can help you make some of those tougher decisions. We're going to be drafting from different spots, trying to give you the ultimate experience depending on where you're drafting from. Yeah, and if you already drafted, and hopefully hopefully we can validate your draft picks. Or if we tell you how much we hate all your draft picks, then maybe, you know, you can go do some trades before the season starts or just ignore us because, you know what, you could be right too. All right, let's hop into the news and notes before we do the mock draft. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. big news drop today. I mean, it's not really a big fantasy news, I don't think. Uh, But Jimmy Garoppolo restructured restructured his contract with the 49ers. And he's going to stay on as the backup quarterback, they made sure to say. So Trey Lance's job is, you know, secure for now. Kate seems to be a little bit worried about it. I'm not like specifically worried, but it's weird. It's super weird for me. And it just kind of like undermines the position of Trey Lance in the locker room. I think that kind of makes things a little bit more complicated for the guys who have been overall super supportive of Jimmy G really liked what he did, liked what he showed as a leader. Like Jimmy G had that locker room. So I think him being around is just kind of a little weird. And I think that creates kind of this weird vibe where I don't know, like it, it's complicated. You're, I think you're putting your team in general in kind of a weird spot, even though 
you know, I've seen plenty of people come out already to say that if, if Trey Lance can't handle Jimmy J being on the roster, then he wasn't the quarterback they drafted. I but, do think it makes it awkward, but at the same time, if this makes Trey Lance's draft price go down, then I'm fine with it. Like even further, like the only thing that's going to get Jimmy Garoppolo in the game is if Trey Lance gets hurt. And that wasn't going to really matter for fantasy anyways. If you drafted Trey Lance and you got hurt, then but it, it doesn't is, matter who's back up. It's, it's going to be an annoying narrative for Trey Lance. Like, I think this is worse for Trey Lance, the quarterback, than I do Trey Lance, the fantasy quarterback. It's cool. just. Yeah, weird. I can see that. Jake, what are your opinions? I think, I hope this is really just them trying to get the contract figured out as a, a way to maybe, maybe more easy, easy early. Okay. The wordsmith thing that <laughs> lasted all of like one and a half minutes. <laughs> this is maybe a way for them to trade him easier is my hope is like, all right, let's get the cost down of the contract. This I think allows Jimmy G to maybe choose his destination. Um, and this way they aren't cutting him out. Right. Maybe they're still getting a cop pick or something ultimately out of this. That's my hope for it all. As of right now for fantasy though, I, I'm not really worried. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, moving on. Sony Michelle was surprisingly cut from the dolphins. <sighs> I thought he could be in line for some goal line work that would maybe take away from chase Edmonds. Um, we'll see where Sony Michelle ends up going and hurting, you know, fantasy value, maybe back to the Rams that would stink for acres and Henderson. But I mean, this is good news for chase Edmonds because now he only had like, it went from this three headed monster to possibly a two headed monster with Raheem Mostert, but we know Mostert doesn't stay healthy. So this could be a big workload for chase Edmonds now. And he doesn't have that same goal line competition. You also still have. Miles Gaskin in the mix, who's had a decent preseason. I, I I mean, I still don't want to touch this backfield whatsoever for fantasy, but this does probably mean that Sonny Michelle, wherever he ends up, is going to just ruin the fantasy value of whatever running back you drafted on that team. Yeah. So I think fun. it means I think it means they believe Raheem Mostert to be healthy. That's what it signals to me. Now, whether that's actually true or not is a totally different story, I realize. But like, I think it means that the team is at least comfortable with that. So I don't know. Gives him some credence as a late round dart throw here. Some sad news coming in over the weekend. Uh, the rookie running back for the commanders, Brian Robinson, he was shot in a robbery attempt. He was shot twice in the glute in a lower leg. Um, really sad situation there. He seems to be like, he's going to recover, um, which is good. Like he seems to be doing all right. Um, obviously we have no idea what this means for his NFL season. Just happy that he's okay as a human, but I'm sure, I'm sure he wants to get back on the field and like, he's worried about it. So hopefully we can see him get back on the field soon here, maybe even the season. Uh, but he was looking to have a really nice preseason. And, you know, we were all saying, oh my goodness, he's taking Antonio Gibson's job. Uh, so I guess like this news is unfortunate for Brian Robinson, but overall, does this move up Antonio Gibson back up your rankings, Jake? Uh, I still have the same concerns for him. Really, I do like because I, I still believe that J.D. McKissick is going to be so involved with all the third down stuff. Oh, I God. Mean, yeah, I guess. What if Sony Michelle goes to the commanders? <laughs> I can oh. see that <laughs> Yeah, that's a very valid point. That, and I think like I'm calling that away. now. Sony Michelle to the Commanders just feels 
right and disgusting at the same time. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so I'm, you know, I still was drafting Antonio Gibson late, even with Brian Robinson there. I thought Brian Robinson would be heavily involved as like a, a running, like a rusher, but they'll use Antonio Gibson more as a pass catcher. So I'll feel that same way. Even if Sony Michelle gets there, um, obviously would prefer Michelle not to get there. Um, moving on. We got some good news coming out of chiefs camp. We have Juju Smith-Schuster back at practice. They said he should be completely fine for week one, and he has two weeks to practice again with Mahomes. So that's really good news. Great matchup against the Cardinals in week one. I'm sure we'll be getting to that next week when we talk about our favorite plays of the week. Um, Darren Waller, uh, apparently, according to um, CBS Sports, he has a deal in discussion that would make him the highest paid as position. Now, he's been missing... All of training camp with an injury, right? Well, we don't really know. But let's say he signs this deal. Is all of a sudden he's okay now? Does he have an injury? Is his injury a like bank account related? Bank accountitis. His wallet was too light, and it no. made no, it hard actually, for him to so walk. Itis means swollen. So uh, his bank account. What is the opposite of an itis? His bank account was not <laughs> swollen. Um, Look at the nurse coming in here, ruining, <laughs> ruining my joke. But it would have been really funny if it were the inverse situation, and it that bank account on itis, un bank account itis. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Marquez Valdez Scaling was also back in practice for the Chiefs as well. Sorry, I messed that up. Um, I was supposed to say that with Juju, but Darren Waller, I like if he signs, I feel like he's gonna be fine, and he's gonna be a fine draft pick. Like, I feel like there's not much else to say because we don't know what's happening. But it's weird to me if he was injured and they were scared and then they gave him this big contract. Like, I feel like he's fine and he'll be playing, right? It gives me more yeah, confidence think- if you are drafting, like, right now and we don't get the news that, oh, he's locked to start week one. This should give you more confidence, I think, to take him. Out of curiosity, though, are you both of the mindset that if he really just have a hamstring injury that the team would be like oh no whoa we can't pay you no because of your hamstring like i don't necessarily know that i feel like if if it's severe enough to keep him out of practice for as long as he's been out though like i don't know that's like there's no reports that he's even been sniffing the sidelines during practices so to me it's like if it is severe then they wouldn't be doing this contract and to me i started thinking that way maybe it is actually something severe for him so to your point, though, yeah, I mean, that's fair. If it's just a tweak, they're not going to be like, well, you don't get money now. <laughs> uh, but at least that takes the severity stuff off the table for me. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into the mock draft because we're doing a full mock draft, a 14-round mock draft. Um, it'll be the three of us each selecting our own team with auto-drafters in between. I'm going to be at pick number three. Jake's going to be at pick number seven. And Kate's going to take that 12 spot. It's a 12-team draft, so she has that last spot, and she'll have um, the end around right there. I love drafting at the turn. The turn is fun. I do like drafting at the turn. It's like a little, I don't know, it's kind of um, like gambling a little bit. Uh, It's like that that high, like, oh, is is my car going to come back (laughs) to me? Oh, my God. But you normally, what's nice about the turn is that you feel better about reaching. Like, I'm never, I'm I'm never like, oh, I can't reach on this guy. It's like, no, if you want him, you got to take him here because he's not going to make it back, um, you know, if you're looking at reasonable ADP. So I feel more comfortable at those spots because I like reaching for my guys anyways. So uh, 
It just validates yeah. me. But I hate Jake. Your spot is my least favorite. Spot seven. It's my least I kind of like it. I'm a big fan. Like, I don't have to worry about positional runs. If you're dead in the middle, it's like, okay, I can breathe a little bit easy. Like, you know, at the turn or even at the three spot, like that starts to become more of a factor. So I'll be curious to see how it plays out here. All right. So we're doing half PPR. Um, and we're going to start this thing. And we'll let you know who goes where. So team one took... Delvin Cook, all right. Sleepers throwing some weird stuff at us here. Uh, but uh, team two took Jonathan Taylor. I am going to go with CMC because I ain't scared of no injuries. No, it's stupid. Don't draft uh, out of, like, don't not draft. Oh, I thought you were telling me I was CMC. stupid. No, uh, no. I think not drafting CMC because of injury concern is very silly for me. I, I just freak accidents, man. I would love to speak to the robot who took Dalvin cook and just get in their head. You know, like what was that what about? Was that? <laughs> is this like a points per injury league that I didn't know about <laughs> that we need to factor in? Oh my PPI, goodness. a new PPI. format brought to you by ball blast. After I took Christian McCaffrey and I, I took him because he has such a high ceiling and all you have to worry about is injuries. And you have to worry about that with anyone you take. Uh, after me was Derek Henry, then Austin Eckler. Then Najee Harris. And then, Jake, who did you take? I broke the running back run, and I ended up going with Cooper Cup. Uh, I think it's pretty rare that you would see that many running backs go in a row, I think, in most home leagues. So I was very comfortable taking advantage, who I had ranked just above Justin Jefferson in our half PPR wide receivers. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear more why I took him over Jefferson. But feeling good. Yeah, I mean... After you went Joe Mixon and then Justin Jefferson to team nine. Like what a steal to get him in the ninth spot. But I also really like cup for you at seven. Like if you're at seven and you end up getting Jefferson or cup, I feel like that's the best case scenario. And like, then I'm okay with being at that spot. Um, after Justin Jefferson went Jamar chase, then Travis Kelsey. And then Kate, you were up with your two picks. Who'd you take back to back baby? So for my first pick to close out the first round, I go with Saquon Barkley running back for the New York Giants, baby. I can't stop drafting Saquon Barkley. I feel like the upside of getting him at, what is this, RB8? That feels insane to me when we know the upside. And when we know, I think 250 touches for him seems like the bare minimum that we're going to get. Those might not be the highest quality touches, but... We've already seen Saquon Barkley perform in a bad offense, and I don't really think it can get much worse than last year uh, specifically where, I mean, 4.2 yards, uh, yards per touch when this is a guy that's been plenty involved as a receiver. That's not good. That's like, that's, that's pretty gosh darn awful. I just think we have to see some sort of bounce back. I think he's going to need to be heavily involved as a receiver. Once again, I'm, I, I don't think 80 targets for him is outside of the realm of possibility. And then Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Stefan Diggs. 201, baby. Uh, this, it. I mean, this just kind of comes down to, to upside. I want a piece of that offense and. Wow. Give all your time to Saquon Barkley. I see. Cause everybody's Stephon Diggs is Michelle, thrown aside. Everybody's already on board with drafting. All right. All right. Stefan Diggs. I'm not making any waves there, but Saquon Barkley at, 
the 112, I feel like, is me splashing around a little bit. All right. After <laughs> you, it went Nick Chubb, then Devontae Adams, then DeAndre Swift, then CeeDee Lamb. And Jake, you come around. You already have Cooper Cup. Who'd you take at number two? I went with Alvin Kamara as my running back one. I was in a really interesting position here. Um, I love Aaron Jones. Um, but I love Alvin Kamara just a tiny bit more still. But if I could get either of those to pair with Cooper Cup, I mean, I feel so good having a locked in one at both of those positions. Uh, I didn't even flirt with, you know, a different position at this point. I, I didn't even look at wide receivers knowing that both of them were there. Uh, I think Kamara, again, very safe floor, very safe target share for me. So I love to have that. Awesome. And then after you went Tyreek Hill. Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, and then at the 210, we're back to me. I took Christian McCaffrey at 103. So I was tempted to go wide receiver, but there's a bunch of wide receivers kind of all in the same range. We had Debo Samuel and Mike Evans and AJ Brown and T. Higgins, like so many different guys. So I ended up taking my RB2 with Leonard Fournette. I just feel good about getting two strong running backs that I can trust especially to get those targets and, you know, have the touchdown opportunity. So now I feel good about my running backs and I can focus on wide receivers here in a bit. Out of curiosity, how do you feel about that offensive line? Cause that's been the ongoing narrative for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's just been one after another piece of that offensive line going downhill uh, with season ending injuries. Any concern about that efficiency for Leonard Fournette? I don't think anyone takes Leonard Fournette being like, man, he's so efficient. Like that's why I I'm mean, that. Sure. so that's the thing. It's not like he is efficient. So no, take away a solid offensive line. And I think is it, it bad enough to make it ugly? No, because I think Tom Brady makes it where defenses are worried enough about the passing game. It doesn't really matter. And he's going to get the targets. And they're going to, like, Tampa Bay's going to score points. They're going to be near the goal line. He'll get his opportunities. I don't love this pick. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like obsessed with Fortnite. It just happened to be like none of the wide receivers I needed were like in that range. So I went running back. After me went uh, at the 211, Mark Andrews. Then at the turn went Josh Allen and Debo Samuel. Then Ezekiel Elliott. Back to me. And I am going to take a wide receiver. Now I have other wide receivers ranked ahead of AJ Brown. Oh, that's who I took. So I kind of gave it away. I took AJ Brown. Now you say, Michelle, you have Cortland Sutton and Hollywood Brown ranked or and DJ Moore ranked ahead of AJ Brown. I think that some of those guys, or at least one of them, can fall back to me. I'm playing the ADP game here. I'm going with AJ Brown because I know AJ Brown won't be there for me in my next pick. I think he'll be great with Jalen Hurts this year. Uh, moving on, uh, after I went, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. So we have a couple quarterbacks off the board already. Justin Herbert at the 306, a little rich for me, uh, but that's cool. And then Jake, you're up. You're getting all your favorite people. Man, this seventh spot's not so bad for you, huh? I'm loving it. This is why I like the middle of the draft round here because it allowed me to get my dude T Higgins, uh, who listeners know I like more than Jamar Chase, who went uh, almost a full two rounds earlier at the 110 spot. Uh, I was really happy to see a couple of quarterbacks come off the board because I know, and we've talked about it before, I'm not going to be drafting one of those guys in these early rounds. So please let my league mates do that so that some of this value can fall like it did for Higgins. The combination of Cup and Higgins for me, it feels like so much upside coupled with so much 
safety that it's just impossible for me to ever pass that up. Uh, so pretty excited. Your team is pretty stacked right now. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know we're only three picks in, so everyone's team should be stacked, but yours <laughs> is looking good. After Jake went James Connor, Kyle Pitts, Michael Pittman. Team 10 started with three straight wide receivers. I'm interested to see how their build ends up. They started with Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Michael Pittman. They're going zero RB, so we'll let you know how their team looks at the end. Uh, team 11 went with Patrick Mahomes. And then, Kate, you're back at the turn. Let us know uh, what you're deciding here. You started with Saquon Barkley and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and I'm going to... I'm going to hammer some running backs, I think. So my first pick, I'm going to go a little bit different. All right. So there's plenty of wide receivers. We've got like Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, like all really good wide receivers, but nobody that I'm looking at as like super high upside. Right. So what about David Montgomery? Who's I know Michelle, I know. Never had fewer than a thousand scrimmage yards in his career. Never Ooh, had fewer than seven touchdowns. But Michelle, it don't don't you sass me. He is in the final year of his contract with the Chicago Bears, and I would not be surprised whatsoever if they run his booty into the ground and just absolutely use him as a a heavy workhorse. I think given their lack of wide receiver, they're going to need to use him as some kind of receiving option. I think Khalil Herbert's going to get his fun too. I think this is just going to be a really uh, mishmash kind of offense. They're just going to piece it together as they go. But I mean, look, it, historically, he hasn't been overly efficient. He's only averaging 3.9 yards per rush attempt in his career so far, but has still translated pretty well for fantasy. So I'll take the relatively safe floor there, and I'm going to pair it with the upside. That is Travis Etienne at the 401, which we all know, Travis Etienne, ball blast favorite. Yeah. I, mean, I, like. Trav I love Travis Etienne at the 401. I mean, David, I don't mind your build with David Montgomery, like being safer while Barkley and Etienne are a little riskier, but with higher upside. So it's not the worst thing ever. I just like, <laughs> not the worst thing ever. I don't know if that makes you feel better, but. Uh, you know, no, I like, but so far I've got Barkley, Diggs, Montgomery, Etienne. I've got yeah. lots of ceiling, I think, on my team, but David Montgomery, I feel like, is kind of an anchor right yeah. now. Uh, after you went, what Cam a gross sentence. <laughs> after you went, Cam Akers, which I would much prefer Montgomery and Etienne to Akers. So he's a landmine. He's the first landmine I feel like of this draft, where it's like, yes. good, he's out of the way again. Uh, more yeah. value dropping down because I just don't. Even before this news about him being injured, and now I know he's a full participant in the most recent practice, but signs are not encouraging. So way, way too high for Cam Akers. Yeah, I agree. And then George Kittle went after that. So that's a team of three wide receivers. They also went with a tight end. So definitely zero RB strategy it's, for yeah, them. Yeah, it's Woo. not just zero RB. It's zero yeah. RB. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that went Mike Williams, then Brees Hall. And we're back up to Jake. He has Cooper Cup, Alvin Kamara, T. Higgins. Who are you taking at the 406? See, this is tough. And this is why in Kate's situation, it made so much sense for you to hammer those running backs because, yeah, now it gets a little bit gross and thin at the position. I feel like this might be, you know, close to the start of a, of a dead zone. Now, the thing with 
sleepers ADP. There are some guys who I value very high, but they're kind of buried in this ADP, which can work to your advantage. You have to use your platform in that way. Like, who are your favorite guys? Maybe seek them out ahead of time before your draft and be like, okay, I know they're buried a little bit down here, so not everybody's going to see them right away. And maybe it'll let you get them at a greater value. So I have a couple of those guys. I'm not going to say who they are right now because I am (laughs) drafting with the two of you and I don't want you to steal them. But I'm in an interesting situation of going with a running back that I don't really love versus a wide receiver who, you know, I value a lot more highly. So I hate to do this. I'm not doing this intentionally. I just love Cortland Sutton right here. So I am going to take him and pair him with Cooper Cup and T. Higgins as my wide receiver. I knew it too. I knew it. As soon as I saw like Mike Williams off the board, I was like, I just knew that you're going to go with Cortland Sutton. Uh, because you know, why wouldn't you? It's such a good pick and I hate you. Um, <laughs> after that, JK Dobbins went, then Darren Waller, then Deontay Johnson. So I do still get one of the guys I'm really high on this year, um, as a top 12 guy in at the four ten. Uh, so we're looking here at, you know, the, the top wide receivers are Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf on the board, like clear favorite of mine here in this group is DJ Moore. Um, and Jake brought it up. The, the running backs, there's one guy I'm eyeing. I think I can get him after the turn, um, but the rest of them are just pretty gross. So. There's such a big tier break, and I think that tier break definitely started uh, probably right around Travis Etienne, so I'm happy to have avoided that. But, I mean, J.K. Dobbins at the 407, that is probably the scariest pick I think we've seen so far, given the concerns that he's not – ready yet for the season and i don't know if you guys heard but the season's like kind of here it does die that hit one of it like the best matchup of the year probably for him is the jets and it's week one like that would be so sick i'm sure he'll play maybe he can get in a touchdown but it's gonna be hard to trust him but i'll say he hasn't he hasn't been playing he hasn't gotten any of these reps in the preseason just not a player in any situation that i I, I'm looking to draft. All right. So I I was I held strong here. I only liked one running back and I ended up going with DJ Moore instead of that guy. But my guy made it back. Uh because after I took DJ Moore, it went Jalen Waddle, Terry McLaurin, which I just think the 412 for Terry McLaurin is just way too high. Then Antonio Gibson, 501. Um, we'll see if that ends up being his ADP with Brian Robinson now likely to miss time. Um, maybe it goes back up. Then Lamar Jackson at 502. I'm going to go with the last running back that I feel confident will be a great performer this year. Has really high upside um, and just is safe even if his counterpart doesn't get injured. And I'm going with A.J. Dillon because I love him. And uh, I I keep growing hotter and hotter on him uh, as the preseason goes on. And I think he's going to be in all my drafts because I love where he's going. It's the one guy on my previous list. I said, ah, maybe he's buried far enough down. We're all take that risk. So a, a fair uh, snipe for another snipe there nice. in that situation. That but- makes me very happy. <laughs> After I went, it went Jerry, Judy, Josh Jacobs, Dalton Schultz, 506. And then Jake, you're back up. You have three wide receivers in Cup, Higgins, and Sutton, but only one running back in Elvin Kamara. Are you going to go with a second running back? 
I think, you know, again, what I was hoping for was Dylan to secure that second spot. I'm not going to tilt. I'm not going to say, oh, man, I got to lock up a running back here. I'm still going to let value kind of dictate my strategy. Um, now, there's I mean, there's reasonable running backs here, but nobody that I'm really smitten with. So I'm going to kick that can down the road a little bit further. You know what I think it was, by the way? I put A.J. Dillon in my queue. I should have never done that. That's the <laughs> ultimate immediate jinx. Just don't ever use your queue. It's only bad news. There's a couple of wide receivers that I still really love here. So I'm going to say, why not, you know, load up at the position and just get who I perceive to be studs. So I view Hollywood Brown as Humid. a stud. Why so do I ever talk to you? Fork. Why do I talk to you? <laughs> This is what Kate does too when I draft with her. She just takes all my favorite people. <laughs> and it's like when I'm talking during the offseason, I don't feel this kind of love back with my takes. You guys are like, yeah, yeah. Hey. And then all of a sudden it comes to draft time and you steal all my people. We had a rankings episode just a few weeks back, and I ranked Hollywood Brown higher than you. So that's on you. Fine. You should have been expecting me to come after Fine. him there. But You're... I do feel really good about having a fourth wide receiver of that caliber. I know I have to sacrifice at the other positions here. But again, I don't want to panic and just draft a position because I feel locked into it. That's very smart. Yeah, because... Your wide receivers right now are insane. Like, what a good group with Cup, Higgins, Sutton, and Hollywood Brown, all with high upside. And, all like, at least you have some safe guys in there as well with Cup and Higgins. So, yeah, uh, amazing picks there for you. You'll have to figure out your RB2, but I'm sure you'll do that. After your pick, Elvin uh, – no, sorry. It was Allen Robinson, then Elijah Mitchell, then Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Chris Godwin, and now it's Kate turn, Kate's turn – I will say that team that was going all wide receiver and then tight end, their first running back is Clyde Edwards Alaire. Now that Ugh. that's a bold strategy. It's a gross Robot. strategy. That is bold. <laughs> all right, Kate, who are you taking at the turn? You got three running backs and only one wide receiver. What but it could do? it could work out for him, honestly. Just like let's imagine that Clyde Edwards Alaire uh actually is healthy and efficient. Like you know it's going to be an offense that scores some points, and that's why I'm going to draft Juju Smith-Schuster to close out the five, uh, the, the fifth round. I mean, all of these players in this round, and this is like the just overall drafting dead zone for me. This is kind of the spot where I'm considering, well, maybe like if there's a quarterback I really like, or I don't know if there's a tight end I really like, maybe I'll you know pivot there. Just because there's kind of, there's some blah. There's some blah out there. There's Amari Cooper, Amonra St. Brown, Michael Thomas, plenty of question marks there. Juju, I think as long as he's healthy, he's pretty established in my mind as the wide receiver one. I already know he has wide receiver one upside. Uh, he's kind of like the highest ceiling option for me, uh, especially in that particular range. And to close out the turn, you know what I'm going to do, Michelle. What? You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to oh, draft Damian Pierce. Goodness, you're obsessed. <laughs> it's going to be my, it, it, but after that, I'm going to cool it on the RBs for a while. Cause I'm, I'm pretty much set. These yeah, are going to be my, <laughs> these are going to be my flex people, my, my flex friends. And uh, I need to fill out with some wide receivers, but I'm feeling very good about my running backs. I don't know about that. Right. Like you have four of them. I don't know if I feel good about any of them. Like they can, they all have, you know, good ceilings. They can be good. 
uh, with uh, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery, Travis Etienne, and Damian Pierce, but they could all suck as well. They're all on pretty bad teams. I, I mean, you all can suck. You're like, going. I mean, she's she's four four zero for taking running backs on like pretty much the worst teams in the NFL. So there's that. I don't know about that strategy. We'll see if it works out. After, <laughs> do you hate me? Yeah, but my <laughs> wide receivers are two wide receivers and some of the best offenses yeah, in the league. So I'm balanced. Yeah. I'm balanced. I'm owning I like it. it. I'm after Kate went and went Amari Cooper, then Kyler Murray, then DK Metcalf, Brandon Cooks, and Jake, you're back up. You got four wide receivers, one running back. What are you going to do? This is where things get a little bit itchy for me. I have that one running Ew. back and I feel mm-hmm. great. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm taking medication for it. It'll be gone before <laughs> the draft. But there's, you know, one anchor running back that I'm using here. And it's like, man, do I really continue to push them down? Because here I am again. I have two wide receivers that I personally love. And I'm not that confident that either one of them will make it back. Now, if we want to look at it from a starting, you know, team aspect i've locked up obviously my two wide receivers but also my two flex spots so now i'd be drafting for bench depth as opposed to taking a running back and i don't typically do it but let's get a little bit wild i feel so confident in adam Thielen that i'm going to add him as my wide receiver five and we'll deal with running back when we get to it so i was sweating it out um i thought you might go quarterback here and i really i want my quarterback here but you went with adam Thielen, which i do i like the pick i think adam Thielen. i mean you might have to do some trading with all these wide receivers and no uh, running backs, but so far your wide receiver room is insane. Um, after that, Rashad Bateman, then Joe Burrow goes, then I'm on Ross St. Brown, and then it's my turn. And I'm so thankful for Team 5 for taking Joe Burrow instead of my dude. You know who you, you all know. I mean, I'm looking here, and this is the reason why I'm ready to go quarterback. A, this quarterback at the end of the six is a steal because he has – overall quarterback one potential. I feel like I heard that somewhere. Yeah, but there's not like running backs. I'm looking here. They're all just pretty meh. Like don't love any of them. There's some that can have Miles Sanders, Damian Harris. Like all of those guys have so many questions. Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Chase Edmonds, Rashad. Like there's some fine value. I just not dying to get it. And then wide receivers. Like I'll look at that probably in the next round. Like there'll be guys there. So I'm going to go with my love, Jalen Hurts, and lock down that quarterback position. I really like that. I think that's a nice value. I think, I mean, in terms of where the quarterbacks were sort of spaced out to get that much depth and then top it off with Jalen Hurts, you've got the A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts stack, which I think is going to be one of the most fruitful stacks in the entire NFL. Patrick Mahomes went at the 311, and I got Jalen Hurts at the 610. Justin Herbert went at the three, six, like getting a three round discount on Jalen hurts when he's probably going to score the same amount of points or more than Herbert or Mahomes is pretty fantastic. Getting Jalen hurts behind Joe Burrow feels absolutely wild. And I saw it in fantasy pros, ADP is showing Joe Burrow has jumped Jalen hurts in ADP, which is just crazy. What are you doing y'all? But after I picked Jalen hurts, I went Michael Thomas, TJ Hawkinson, Cordero Patterson, cream hunt, which was like kind of the last running back I was looking at there. So I will be going wide receiver and I'm going with Gabe Davis. I believe in his talent. I believe he is the wide receiver too in the bills. And I believe that matters. 
I think he's going to get a lot of touchdown opportunities. And yes, Stefan Diggs is still that dude there, but I don't care. Gabe Davis, I'm believing in believing in him to take that next step forward. Um, make fun of me if you want to. I don't care. I don't care. No, I actually, at that care. point in the draft, in the seventh round, I actually, I'm, I, I, I groaned because I was eyeballing him, but I don't. I don't love taking res- two receivers on the say, same team, but he just, he felt like the best option in this range. Cause as I said, I feel like this is kind of a dead zone. All of the players I really kind of like as potential upside picks like Kareem hunt, Tony Pollard, they're off the board. So that felt like the next sort of, you had to know he wasn't going to make it past me, please. After I went at the seven Oh four, went Miles Sanders, then Tony Pollard, then Darnell Mooney, which I feel like Darnell Mooney has been dropping as of late. Uh, kind of interesting there. Jake, you're up though. 707. Is this the time we finally see RB2 for you? Boy, wouldn't that be something if I uh, decided to punt it even further down this draft board and just scared the crap out of myself. Uh, I don't feel that much confidence that I that I can actually do that. And the only other wide receivers that I would truly be interested in which I know it sounds insane to be considering even adding a six wide receiver here, but let's say that Michael Thomas did fall back here. It's like, wow, what, you know, what absolute value as it stands. I'm not going to be an insane person. I am going to take a running back and I'm going to take somebody who I feel like now I need some sort of safety or at least the illusion of it for my own sanity. So I am going to take, uh, take chase Edmonds here. My goodness, I can't even say his name. I so badly didn't want to take a running back. I can't even say it. Especially Chase Edmonds. I know, but I do feel like we talked about it at the top of the episode with Michelle getting released. It's like him and Mostert. And it just feels like, boy, he's going to get touches. Let me at least get somebody who's going to get touches. Uh, I'll be damned. I'm taking that RB2. All right. I get it. Like, I get why you had to do it. And we do say, like, don't reach, but you're not reaching at that point. I mean, it's the seventh round. You already have so many wide receivers that you got great value on. So I, I get why you had to do that. After you went with Chase Edmonds, it went with Hunter Renfro at 708, Russell Wilson, 709, then DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, Team 10 here is getting ballsy and taking DeAndre Hopkins with that six-game suspension. Then Drake London. And then, Kate, we're back at you at the turn. So, so far, Kate has Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, Montgomery, Etienne, Juju, Damian Pierce. Who are you going with? So here, I'm looking to go wide receiver. I need I need more upside. I, I feel like I am relatively sort of safe-ish, uh, just given the number of running backs I have. Like, I feel good there. I'm not going to look to add more, though. I still think uh, maybe... I don't know. Daryl Henderson looking kind of spicy in case anybody, uh, any of you are looking for some running back depth. I don't know. Just putting that bug in your ear. I think it's a little early. I don't think it's early. uh, or I don't think it's early enough. Does that make sense? I don't know. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to go with Elijah Moore, (laughs) who is like (laughs) kind of the, the last guy that I'm looking at that I think is his team's true wide receiver one left on the board. And Zach Wilson be damned. I do think that he's going to see plenty of targets this year. And if Joe Flacco is under center for even a small portion of the early part of the season, like 
Elijah Moore is absolutely going to feast and I'm going to have fun with that. Going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> and then who'd you, you go with be- your second guy? Oh yeah. I, I had two picks. Um, yeah. With my second pick, I again went wide receiver. I don't, I don't know if I love how this draft is shaking out for me so far. I hate your draft. Ugh, yeah. Um, I went with Brandon Ayuk, who which is weird because I like a lot of your players. I just don't know if I like them all together. That's fine. So, like you like the ingredients, but you don't like the recipe that I created. Yeah, with... kind of. Okay. Uh it's kind of like that one time when Michelle decided to make cookies, but decided she didn't need a recipe. Which, like, if anybody <laughs> knows anything, baking, you need a recipe. Like, you can't just uh mad chef that. Crap. Like you gotta <laughs> measure it out to precision. And Michelle just like vomited ingredients into a bowl yeah, and served it. Didn't it didn't work out. It, was- it didn't work out. And maybe that's what I'm doing here. But Brandon Ayuk, I do think has some upside. We saw him start to blossom at the end of last season once he finally made his way out of the doghouse. And I don't know, maybe we're going to see some of that high-powered uh Shanahan offense. You know, we're not going to see necessarily as much involvement from Debo Samuel as a rusher. I still think there's plenty of receiving work to go around and Brandon Ayuk. I'll, I'll take a shot. Why not? All right. After Kate went Devonta, Devonte Smith, then Damian Harris, Rashad Penny, Ken Walker. It seems like in every draft I'm in back to back, those two go back to back. It's always Penny and then Walker. Uh, like people could not decide who's going to be the dude there. Jake, you're back up. We had three running backs go off the board right before you. Were you interested in any of those three? Or are you happy they went? There wasn't any of them that I would have drafted at this spot. I mean, if it got another round later, maybe I'm interested in Rashad Penny at that point, but otherwise, no. So I'm fine with it. It uh, cleared up some space for me. Now I'm at the point where being in the middle of the draft, I have this unique perspective. I can look forward to see whose teams that's going to be drafting immediately after me, who has their onesie positions locked up, who has a quarterback, who has a tight end, the two things that I am still needing. Now for tight end, there's two teams. Michelle, you are one of those teams that does not have a tight end yet. Um, You are also one of the only teams that does not have, uh, or excuse me, no, it's not your team. It's the team right ahead of you that does not have a quarterback. So I feel like I could still wait. Part of me is tempted to lock down that position, but I think I am going to wait and I'm going to take, it's maybe not a great sounding pick. You might be grossed out at this, but it's Melvin Gordon for me. I want again, another guy who I feel like, look, if we get anything close to resembling last year's splits on a better offense, I'm going to be okay with him as my running back three. Definitely not sexy, but I think it is something that I needed to get here. I do think that Melvin Gordon is going to be one of those guys that you can just kind of leave in the flex spot and just take the ups and downs and ride it out. Cause I think there will be ups, but I think there will be downs and that's life, man. I like it. All right. Uh, It's my turn. And after uh, Melvin Gordon went Devin Singletary, then Tyler Lockett, then Dak Prescott. So that last team there that you're talking about, hopefully you weren't looking at Dak it's my turn and I do feel like I need another one here because I have my wide receivers are AJ Brown DJ Moore and Gabe Davis with AJ Brown and DJ Moore they both have questionable quarterbacks like love Jalen 
hurts, but he's still questionable if he'll become a great passer. DJ Moore, love Baker Mayfield, still questionable. Gabe Davis, we'll see if he can end up in that second spot or not, getting a bunch of valuable targets. I'm looking around. I do, I do love me some Robert Woods, and I think he's safe. But then you have Alan Lazard. It, does he have higher upside than Robert Woods? Maybe, but I feel like his floor is so much lower. And then you can take a, I could take a rookie wide receiver like Chris Olave or Traylon Burks. Oof. Um, I hate this spot for you. Me too. This is a gross one. You know what? I'm going to pivot then. I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson. I, I think he can take over that backfield in New England. So I'm going to grab my running back and hope that Robert Woods makes it back to me, which I think he will. So I'm going to play that ADP game. After I picked, I went James Cook, Alan Lazard, Kadarius Toney, and Christian Kirk. Wow. I love, I, I can't believe Robert Woods just fell back to you. And seeing the wide receivers and running backs that just went like immediately after Ramondre Stevenson and immediately before your soon to be Robert Woods pick. I think you have to feel really good about what you did at that turn. I'm pretty happy. Like, you know, I feel like a baller right now. I feel like I just killed it. I feel like I won the draft. I wish it was a little bit taller. <laughs> I don't. I like my height. Oh, I'm, it's a perfect. I'm short for anybody who hasn't met me in person. <laughs> I, I'm going with Robert Woods. I've been talking about him all off season long. I just think he is the wide receiver one with Tennessee. Uh, he always scores a lot of fantasy points when he's on the field, and I don't think that's going to change in Tennessee. Uh, Ryan Tannehill can get a wide receiver a ball. So even if they don't pass all that often, it should mostly go to Robert Woods. So love him. After that went Dallas Goddard. I was thinking about taking him, but I already am so heavily invested with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. I decided against it. Then after that, uh-oh, Jake, went Tom Brady and then Aaron Rodgers, which I know you're low on Aaron Rodgers. So you probably weren't expect you weren't planning on taking him anyways, but quarterbacks are starting to come off the board. Are you getting nervous here? I, I breathed a sigh of relief only because of who the quarterbacks were that went off the board. Again, still a little bit concerned about Tom Brady's absence, unexplained, and everything that's happening with that team and the offensive line. So even Tom Brady, I was like, okay, good. He, he I can sacrifice. Aaron Rodgers don't care about this year. So and now I'm still at the exact same position, though. I want to get these onesies, these quarterback, this tight end. I, I do want to lock up one of them. Again, looking ahead down the road here, who is drafting right after me. This team has neither, you know. And now Kate down at the turn has neither. So you know I definitely have wants. to do We're one. for you. You know so, who she wants. And it's like, who do I feel out of my top quarterback and my top tight end has the better chance of falling to me? And I just have to go with the opposite guy. So I am going to take what I think is a crazy value with Trey Lance here yep. in the ninth round. I mean, I get it, man. The the Joe, Jimmy Garoppolo saga, boy, uh, how tough. But like, dude, don't, don't be stupid. In the ninth round, Trey Lance just seems like the automatic pick for me. And I think after that, quarterback drops off pretty significantly. There's one guy I like left. Well, there's a couple that'll be okay. Um, and there's one guy that I think has a, a nice ceiling. But like Trey Lance gives you that last feeling where like I have a possibility at a top five guy, you know, where he can actually make a difference. And even if he's not that, he should still be scoring points with his legs and be safe. So I think that was like a really good pick by you and like almost like the pick you had to make. So I love that. 
After that went Chris Olave, Dawson Knox, Zach Ertz. My so guy. a couple more tight ends off the board. Yeah, I thought maybe you were going to take him. Then Traylon Burks, and we're back to Kate. Kate, you have no quarterback yet. You have no tight end yet. Are you going to go with either of those two? Uh, yeah, I, so that's, that's kind of the plan. Um, I'm going to go quarterback with my first pick. Not that it matters at the tight or at the turn. Cause both of these picks are mine <laughs> and I have all the power. I'm going to go with the ball last favorite here. So there were two quarterbacks that I was eyeing right here, Kirk cousins. And of course, Matthew Stafford, who's still on the board. I'm going to go with Kirk cousins. And the tiebreaker for me literally just comes down to the questions about the elbow injuries. Do I project that this is going to be an issue? No. But again, when I'm deciding between two players that I think uh, I, I like similarly for fantasy this year, not, not that they're the same tier quarterback, uh, though they're relatively I think close. It's a, yeah, I feel like you're so worried to say that Cousins is, is like a good quarterback. He is. No, if he, he is, was on the he Rams, is. he probably could also win them a Super Bowl. So relax. Okay. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go with Cousins. I think just the overall offense that they're building there in Minnesota is just too good to pass up. For my tight end, I was actually eyeballing Zach Ertz who went at the 9-10. Yeah. And I I love Zach Ertz especially with the notion that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out. So what do I do at the tight end position cuz I feel really good about sort of every other aspect of my team I think right you should now. take Taysom Hill no um <laughs> no although I don't know why he's uh listed first on my list I I'm not 100% sure about that but uh I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go with a homer pick here I'm gonna draft Pat Fryermuth at the 1001 which uh you know plenty of questions about what the Steelers are going to put out this season he's you know the offenses overall looked great uh, for that limited sample we've seen. They've looked competent. I'll say that. They've looked competent. And Pat Fryermuth, Michelle, you talked about him last week on the tight ends episode. I think his ceiling's pretty darn high. We know he can be utilized in the red zone. So let's do it up. Yeah, uh, I like that. After that, we start seeing defenses come off the board. And I think that's fair. People might say, like, oh, that will never happen in my league. It's like this happens in a lot of home leagues where you start getting to the double-digit rounds and defenses start coming off. I personally think it's way too high. I'm not going to take one until we get closer to the end of the draft with my last couple picks, but you're going to see this happen. Don't freak out when you see it happen. So the Buccaneers went at 10.02. The Bills went at 10.03. Bills is a great defense, but, you know, I, I don't want to draft them that high. After that went Claypool. Matthew Stafford. Now, Jake, you're back up. I better panic draft a defense here. Otherwise, I'm not going to get any of the good ones. Um, no, I feel really comfortable now. This time, though, there's a guy we we're talking about a couple of rounds back. It's like, oh, this would be the start of the window to take him. Given my team build, which is very heavy on wide receivers out of the gate and very lackluster in running back uh, after Alvin Kamara, I do need to firm up that position even more. So here is where Daryl Henderson, I think, is a really strong value. So I am going to take him here, make him my running back four. We talked about, you know, Cam Akers going at the 402, way, way, way too high. I've been saying all offseason, I project these two to have a pretty comparable finish by season's end. Uh, so I would much rather take the six round discount on Daryl Henderson here. 
what round was it that I said I'd take him? I think the eighth is when we started talking about it. Is that, that right? Feel, okay. It's only two rounds. Oh, it felt like forever ago. Uh, yeah. No, Daryl Henderson going this far apart from Cam Akers makes no sense at all. It's just from priors where people are like, well, um, McVeigh wanted it to be Cam Akers. That's fine. But now he's seeing that these guys can't stay healthy. And everyone, all of the beat reporters are saying that it's going to be a split backfield. So, like, maybe listen to them a little bit. Like, I don't know. Maybe Cam Akers will be great. Who knows? But there maybe should not I be know. this big of a maybe, difference in their draft picks. Maybe Daryl Henderson will be great. <laughs> maybe. All right. I'm I'm up next. I have a good split between running backs and wide receivers here. So I'm not like I'm not antsy to get either position. It's not like I need to, you know, feel stressed about getting one. I do not have a tight end yet, but I'm gonna say like at this point, I'm apparently punting the position because there's nobody left that I like. So that's not going to make me just take one just because I need to at this moment. Oh man, goodness guys, it's getting hard. Kenneth Gainwell's out there interested, but you know what? I'm going to go with upside. I'm going to go with my boy, George Pickens. It is a Homer pick. I don't care. It's George Pickens time at the 10 10 or 10 10 10 10. After that goes the Rams. So another defense, James Robinson, Michael Carter, Mike Gesicki, and unfortunately, I'm back up. Like, I don't want to make no more picks. <laughs> Michael Carter is really kind of interesting at the 1101. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, it, he could be kind of that same situation, but maybe there shouldn't be that big of a gap between Brees Hall and Michael Carter in ADP. Maybe this is a hot take, but I don't think Brees Hall has looked excellent this no, but preseason. It's not, I'm not, I know it's been five seconds, but. I'm just saying that maybe it, like it's not set in stone week one that Brees Hall is going to see 20 carries a game out of the gate. Yeah. All right. I, I have my next pick. And guys, I want to say this out here. I do not think that, well, I don't want to say this. It's going to be Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. But it's not because I truly believe like he's just won this backfield and he's going to be something for fantasy this year. But this has happened, right? A couple of years ago it was James Robinson. Before that was Philip Lindsay. Last year, um, who am I forgetting about here? Oh, Elijah Mitchell. Like these things happen. Running backs break, like come out of nowhere, and they end up being important and they end up being valuable. If he ends up being nothing, I'll drop him. But there's no one here I'm dying to get. This guy, you know, could lead the Chiefs' backfield, and that's a pretty important position to have. So I'm going to try it out and see if Pacheco does anything for me this year. I mean, at that point, it kind of feels like everybody's a wild card. So sure. Yeah. And I don't mind taking people, you know, you see if they're anything and then you have some people to drop if they're not. And that's fine with me because I'm very, uh, I'm very consistent with doing waiver pickups every week. After that went Alexander Madison, then Tyler Boyd, then MBS. Jake, you're back up. You and I both do not have a tight end. I'm really interested to see who we end up with. Are you going to cave in here and take one? I'm not going to cave, but it's for the opposite reason of you. I look at this list and I go, ah, there's a handful of guys I'll be fine drafting in, in my last couple of picks. Like, So I have enough of a selection where I'm not going to pick one right now. Uh, but it is interesting. I mean, there's nobody that's screaming out here that I, I absolutely have to take. But there's a couple of interesting names. Like I'll say right now, I, I'm still 
maybe a little bit too bullish on Kenny Gainwell. The reports haven't been astounding. It's not like they're talking him up very much, but I just want to believe in him I so know, much. Same, and same. as a pass catching back in this type of round, you know, we're at around 11. You know, a guy like that could really give you a boost if the preseason, we take it with a grain of salt. And, and that's kind of what I want to do. The other guy that I'm interested in is Julio Jones here. Uh, Tom Brady's come out and said he's building good chemistry with him right away. Easy to, to throw to, obviously. And he's a guy we know right away. What does he look like? Does Julio come out week one? Does he look anything like 2020 Julio? If so, then great. This is an amazing pick. And if not, if he looks washed, I'll drop him. So I think that's where I'm sitting. I'm going to take Julio as my, what is that? Wide receiver six, I guess. <laughs> and uh, But I'll know where I stand with him after week one. Yeah. I'm getting happier and happier about my Pacheco um, pick after seeing who went after this. Because uh, after you took Julio Jones, it was Derek Carr, then Isaiah Spiller, and Naheem Hines. Like, yeah, Hines could be valuable. It is half PPR, so a little bit less valuable. Um, but he, he could have some nice... Uh, weeks but Isaiah Spiller I think is just as much of a question mark if not more with the Chargers uh so definitely getting happier about my pick there after that went Ronda Moore and now Kate you're back up you have all your positions you have your quarterback you have your tight end um you have lots of running backs you have four wide receivers so it's kind of open here for you to take whoever you want unless you want to go defense want to go defense no <laughs> no. So this is kind of the point in my draft. I've got my starting lineup. This is where I'm looking for some high upside dart throws. And I am, I had to scroll a little too far to find this upside dart throw, but I'm going to go with Nico Collins wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Now uh, still plenty of questions. I hate that I have two Texans on my team. It feels like I'm too heavily <laughs> invested here, but one is too many. One is too many, but Davis Mills, I mean, coming off of what I think was probably the best uh, rookie season for anybody in the 2022 draft class, quarterback wise, obviously quarterback wise. Uh, but I, I mean, there hasn't been any sort of rumblings that he doesn't look the part. Everybody seems very invested in Davis Mills in his development. And along with that has come Nico Collins, who by all reports has been a really nice compliment to Brandon cooks throughout training camp. They're talking him up. The beat reporters are loving Nico Collins. And I mean, he's, he's got upside, right? Like he's, he's with a quarterback who's capable of delivering the ball. So sure. Who's, who's your second pick? For my second pick, I'm going to play it what I think is a little bit safer. I will go with Kenny Gainwell. I know I've got plenty of running backs here, but my my thought process just comes down to maybe that PPR upside. And yeah, and Miles Sanders is very good anyway. So maybe we can actually. He's poo. Maybe we can see him take over this backfield, hopefully. After that, went with Shad White, then Brian Robinson, which unfortunately he'll not be playing, but Sleeper has not, you know, he's still on here for now. Um, then the 49ers defense, then Jarvis Landry, Jake, you're up here. We got three picks left in this draft. You need a tight end. You need a defense and then any other play you want. What are you going to go with? Yeah. I mean, I know I need those. I know that I have to have them, but I still don't want <laughs> to take either of them here. You have to your roster here, fella. 
I don't have, I don't have to do it in this round, and that's what's important. So I am going to take one last stab at a running back here, and it's again a situation I'm going to know exactly week one what's his usage look like. He started off really hot in this last uh, preseason game. He got two touchdowns, was utilized heavily in the red zone, both through the air and on the ground. I'm taking Tyler Algier, running back for the Atlanta Falcons, and we'll see. Hey, maybe he really does become a, a pseudo workhorse there, and I'll, I'll kind of have an inkling after the first couple of weeks. That's that's a solid pick. I liked him coming out of the draft, and we have no idea who's going to be the Falcons' lead running back this year, so... It could be him. After that went the Ravens defense, then the Cowboys defense, then Devontae Parker. Now, I'm looking at some people here. I like Mike Davis is interesting only for the fact that maybe I would want to play him in week one against the Jets. But then I look at my roster. I'm not going to start him over Christian McCaffrey. I'm not starting him over Leonard Fournette. I'm not starting him over A.J. Dillon. Uh, so really, like, He's going to sit there until he's not use, useful anyways because J.K. Dobbins should be, you know, back with his full-time job by that point uh, when I would need him. So I'm going to stay away from him. And then the rest of the running backs are just so gross. Michael Gallup is actually super interesting because it seems like he's going to be ready to play sooner rather than later. We don't know how much that means. Also, he's, he's you know, this far down your bench if you do draft him. So you're not... He's not a guy that you need to plug into your lineup right out of the get. True, 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 true. But also Isaiah McKenzie, I almost want to take, because I do think if I took Gabe Davis, right? If Gabe Davis doesn't end up hitting, I feel like it's because of Isaiah McKenzie, but is that hedging then? Like I kind of need Isaiah McKenzie not to be a thing for Gabe Davis to be great. Uh, I'm going to end up going with a guy I haven't even talked about yet. And it's another guy that I think it's been preseason hype and is probably super overblown, but Maybe it's not, and maybe his Aaron Rodgers wide receiver won this year, and that would be huge, and a game or a league winner. So I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs. Again, I'm fine with just playing the waiver wire if he ends up not doing anything. How do you guys feel about that Dobbs pick? I love it. I love the upside there. I kind of wish I had taken him over Julio in retrospect because the longevity of that pick could really last you through the season. Uh, and again, you'll have still some sort of grasp on that pretty early, I think. Yeah. After that, they go Michael Gallup. So he, you know, I, I do like that. I like going with him because, yeah, you might not be able to depend on him early on, but he's really good wide receiver when uh, he can get out there and really start performing. After that went Albert O. I forgot I don't have a tight end yet. Um, then went the Colts defense. Then went Khalil Herbert. I only have two picks left and I need a tight end. I need a defense. Now I, I pick like the third to last spot of the draft in the next round. And I don't want to have the last choice at defense. Like I don't love picking them too early, but at the same time, I don't want to be stuck with like a gross, bad defense. So I am going to go with a defense that I love early on this year. Their beginning, beginning schedule is very nice. It's at the Seahawks and versus Houston. And I think those are two beautiful matchups. And I think the Broncos have a very nice defense just overall in a roster. Um, another, yeah, the Titans have a really nice schedule to start. So they're a team I'm interested in as well. Um, but I'm going to go with the Broncos. I like that. Thanks. After yeah. that went Russell Gage, then Christian Watson, 
Christian Watson, Watson <laughs> then Jamal Williams, and Jake, you're up. Were you hoping to get Watson since you didn't get Dobbs? I was not because I, I know what I have, those running backs, wide receivers. I'm done with them uh, for the sake of this draft where we have to take uh, a defense. I'm going to go with my tight end, though. I'm finally just going to do it. Uh, I'm going to take Evan Ingram. He's the highest yeah, guy in my I rankings. I should have took him. I should have took him. I <laughs> it was honestly between him and Austin Hooper. I had considered Tunyon. I like Tunyon a lot, but the reports are coming out saying they don't know for sure that he's going to be out there week one. There's zero a point in drafting a tight end that is not going to be playing week one. I'm not going to be stashing him. So had to go with somebody who we know the availability of. I did not think you're going to go with Ingram. So I'm disappointed. After that went Chargers defense, Ronald Jones, who will wait and see if he ends up making the team. Uh, Tua uh, went next at the Tua at 13, around 13 pick 10. That's interesting. That's kind of nice value um, there. Like he's going Three rounds later than Derek Carr. Are they not the same human being? Besides, like, if Tua passes more? It definitely we'll feels see. that way. It is a value. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those guys, though. There's so many quarterbacks that are not going to get drafted in a 1QB league. Then after that, Hunter Henry. So a nice tight end, uh, touchdown type of tight end. Kate, you got your last two picks here. You going to need a defense. Yeah, I need a defense Uh, here. I'm going to go with kind of an interesting pick and it's a pick that I believe in maybe more so in real life, but I'm going to see if it translates to fantasy. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles who I think are building just very solidly all over um, between their defensive line and the secondary. And to start the season, like not a, a super, uh, a super tough schedule, which I'm, trying to pull it up uh but you know it i'm just kind of jazzing here detroit lions minnesota vikings don't love that but then uh commanders jaguars like i i really look at strength of schedule through like the first four weeks for defense i think that's kind of a good marker and i like three out of those four matchups uh defensively so i'll go with the the philadelphia eagles and then two Round out my draft. Um, what I this is my freebie pick, huh? I I can just go. I mean, go you, ham. It's not really free, you know. You kind of need them on your roster. I mean, ugh, take yeah, a second defense. Just, <laughs> this is like really, really just grossness. I don't like any of these, but I mean, I'll go with David in Bell a, in a redraft league. You can get a lot of targets from Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you, Jake. Uh, David Bell, rookie wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, which, Michelle, the Cleveland Browns are a team that just sorely, sorely needs help at the wide receiver position. They have not had any reliable options outside of Amari Cooper. I loved David Bell. I think he was just a super underrated wide receiver. I think he has all the tools that make him a good wide receiver. He's just not a very good athlete, but I think the the Browns are going to need to utilize a player of his caliber to move the chains, especially while Deshaun Watson is out. And why not, man? All right. All right. I hate this draft for me. <laughs> yeah, your draft is uh, your draft is interesting. We'll get we'll talk about our team here in a second. Uh, after you went Zamir White, DJ Chark, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Nice upside pick here at the. 14th round, David and Joku. Jake, you're up with your last pick. 
What defense are you going with? Got to take a defense here for the sake of this draft. I will say, typically, I wouldn't even draft a, a defense. Same with kicker, if I can help it. I would wait until right before week one to drop somebody off of my squad to add the defense and kicker. But for the sake of this, I, I don't want to beat that guy. So I'm going to look at week one, who has the best week one matchup. I don't even look four weeks out like Kate does. And I see the Saints sitting here going against the Falcons. I can only imagine what kind of game that's going to look like uh, for the Falcons. So even though I'm drafting against my 12th round running back in Tyler Algier, I'm going to take the uh, Saints here and hope for big things week one. If you're starting Tyler Algier in week one, <laughs> bad things have already happened. So um, you'll, I, I think you'll be fine there. Uh, after your Saints pick went Jamal Williams, happy for him to be picked. Um is that Jamal Williams? That's Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams. Jamal Williams already went earlier. Jamison Williams, um, which, you know, okay, let's discuss that actually really quick. Would you take Jamison Williams in redraft leagues? Because he's going to start on the pup list, so he's at least missing the first four weeks, which we expected because he tore that ACL, what, uh, in January? Beginning of January, mm -hmm. at least at the end of December. Um, do you, He's a rookie for the Lions. Like, do you have any desire to take him whatsoever? I guess if you have an IR spot, would you consider taking him and stashing him? Even with the IR spot, I would not. I would rather, I feel comfortable with Michael Gallup in that situation. Like that's a totally different thing because we think maybe just a couple of weeks where you'd have to sacrifice. Jameson Williams, I mean, it could be half the season. And then like you said, he's a rookie coming into this offense. Do I love what he's coming back to even? No. So I'd leave him. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because I think he's so talented and he's so explosive and he will make big plays. I just don't know if he's going to make them this year. So it's really hard to take him. After that went Jahan Dotson, then the Patriots defense. I'm at my last pick. I still need a tight end. But luckily, hey. Kate's favorite tight end is sitting here in Austin Hooper. So it worked out perfectly. Uh, you know, he, I, I don't know if I believe in him nearly as much as Kate does, but he has at one time. Looked good in fantasy with a different team besides the Browns. They need him in Tennessee. Like, it's the Robert Woods, Austin Hooper show. Apparently, I have them both. Uh, so, hopefully, they end up being the dudes. Watch it be Traylon Burks and my team <laughs> Uh No, and then after that, when Justin Fields to close out the draft with Jacoby Myers last. Mr. Irrelevant. I think... Let, let's say our teams, but I think I might like Jake's team the best. And I was making fun of the seventh position, which I know, like that how, spot. It's how did you do that, Jake? It's just comfortable. Again, you can kind of like see uh, the before and after of you. You have pretty clear windows into what everybody else is doing. So that's why I like, you know, again, so started off Cooper Cup. Alvin Kamara, T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton, Hollywood Brown, Adam Thielen. Like, I just love that fast, hot start. It gets a little murky for me towards the middle rounds, I'll admit. Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, you know, Daryl Henderson there is my running backs that I took later. I don't love any of them, but I do, I do think that there's a very good chance at least one of them hits in, you know, respective to their draft position, certainly. Trey Lance, I love having him as my quarterback in round nine. You know, Julio Jones, Tyler Algier, Evan Ingram, Saints, whatever. You know, those picks don't matter much to me. But I do really like the start that I was afforded here. If Chase Edmonds ends up being a top 18 running back, let's say, then I think your team would do fantastic. If not, you might have trouble filling the RB2 spot the rest of the year. Like, you're going to have to play the waivers. But 
there's going to be some guy on waivers that pops up out of nowhere that you're going to be able to grab and he's going to give you plenty of good fantasy weeks. And then as the season goes on, we have injuries to starters all of the time where then you can pick up the backups on waivers. So you should be all right. Kate, what's your team look like? Say it. All right. I've got Saquon Barkley, Stefan Diggs, David Montgomery, Travis Etienne, Juju Smith-Schuster, Damian Pierce, which that's my first six rounds. And I will say that I think every single one of those players has top 12 potential in the 2022 Damian season. Damian Pierce has top 12 potential. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Elijah Moore, Brandon Ayuk. This is where things go south. No, I like this. I, I like them as upside picks, but do I feel good about them? And would I be willing to bet money that barring injury, they'd still be on my roster mid season? Probably not. I, oh, we don't Elijah know. Moore's great. We don't yeah. know. I, I love Elijah Moore, but I like, could I see myself maybe looking to trade him if he gets off to a hot, hot start and I have to worry about Zach Wilson on the horizon? Absolutely. At uh, quarterback, I've got Kirk Cousins, Pat Fryermuth there for that tight end upside. And then closed it out with some dart throws. Nico Collins, Kenneth Gainwell, Eagles defense, and David Bell, rookie wide receiver. Yeah, Kate, your team is risky. Mm. I'll just say that. Your team's risky, but it has a lot of players with a very high upside. I would very much like, I, I want to take a screenshot of this team and come back to it at the end of this season just to see... Yeah, what this looks like, because it's a very interesting roster construction. I think this is the first time I've ever had a mock draft that came out looking like this. We'll uh, definitely need to post this to Twitter to have people vote. I don't want to get yelled yeah, at. You're going to get yelled at. All right. My draft went like this. I'm not going to go in the order. I'm going to try to organize it a little bit here just for my own brain. But my quarterback is Jalen Hurts. I love that. I got him in the sixth round. And then for my running backs, I went Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, A.J. Dillon, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, those are my five running backs. And then my wide receivers are A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Gabe Davis, Robert Woods, George Pickens, and Romeo Dobbs. I feel like I have lots of high upside there. Maybe not so much safety. My tight end is Austin Hooper, and my defense is the Broncos. I think I like Jake's team the best. Yeah. I really do. I don't as want to say that about myself. So I'm just. But you burn. agree. Uh, I will say the thing that scares me about your team, Michelle, is just the wide receivers. Like it's like they could easily hit so big week to week, but it's like, oh man, it's going to be tough. I think for some of those weeks where there could definitely be down spots, but overall, All I need like is I'm for jealous Christian of McCaffrey. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey just needs to stay healthy, and I'm good. Like that's really pretty much what my team comes down to. <laughs> Just a little scary. All right. Well, that's it for our show today. I mean, by the time we talk to you next week, I'm sure almost every one of you will have your fantasy drafts done with, and we're going to be setting our week one lineups. We're going to get into our favorite plays of week one, our least favorite plays of week one, some sleepers. Like it's going to be a blast. And oh my goodness. I A ball blast. A ball blast. It's going to be. I cannot wait for that. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find me, Michelle, at Ball Blast, M, Ball Blast, E-M. And you can find me, Kate, at FF Ball Blast. You can find me, Jake, at Jake Trowbridge with a W. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave those five-star reviews, and check out ballblastfootball.com for more league-winning advice.